Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joe Lobbock, pastor of St. Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Good to be with you, always. I'm I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. I've I've known you for so long, and I've I've just been Father Joe. And when I have to say your last name, could you say it correctly? Father Joe Labach. Thank you, Labach. Thank you. We're uh, continuing our discussion from the UCAT about what we believe as Catholics, and we're working our way through the Creed. And now we we come uh, to the line: I believe in the communion of saints. So, Father, question uh, one forty six of the UCAT asks: What is the communion of saints? Communion of Saints is, as we say every Sunday, um, it is everybody that's ever been baptized is a member of the Communion of Saints, whether they are in heaven or purgatory or here on earth still. They are members of the Communion of Saints. So we all have, you know, different uh, a, a different sort of place there where we're at, but we all share that unity with each other and we help each other. The saints pray for us in heaven, for us to join them. The souls in purgatory cannot pray for themselves, but they can pray for us. And we, of course, can pray for them. And and we ask the saints to pray for us. We invoke their prayers. When we say, pray to St. Anthony if you lost something, or, or pray to St. Lucy if you're having eye trouble, or whatever it is, we're not praying to that saint as if that saint could do something all on their own. It all all goes back to God. But all we're doing is asking when we say that, it's just another way of saying asking them to pray for us. Just like we ask one another to pray pray for me, pray for my mother, pray for my sister. And doesn't the church uh, go one step further and call the uh the community in heaven, the church victorious, and yeah. the, the folks in purgatory, the church suffering, and then those of us who are still alive here on earth, we're the church militant, because it really is a spiritual battle for our souls between Satan and God. Right. Uh, as uh, Deacon Ralph Poyo said the other day, he says, we're either living our lives for Christ or we're living it for Satan, and there's really yes. no in between. So we are the church militant fighting for our salvation. Because it's just what Jesus said. Either you're with me or you're against me. It's pretty, one or the other. Pretty simple. Yes, it is. But but you make a good point that the souls in purgatory are suffering, and they cannot pray for themselves. So that's one important uh, job that we can do as uh, followers very, of Jesus is to pray for those who are suffering in purgatory. It's very important. I mean, we just uh, Last month, November, is the month of the poor souls in which we are encouraged uh, as we are throughout the whole year, to pray for those people who have died, who may not be in heaven yet, but are still continuing their journey. And purgatory is not is a place, uh, or you want to call it a place, or you can call it a condition, whatever it is, but it is a condition 
in which we are filled with God's love and we begin to realize in light of that love, that perfect love that God has for us, what we could have done, what we should have done, and what we didn't do. And that is that causes us pain and suffering because we realized that we messed it up. But we and but regret those regrets, that remorse is all a part of the healing and the the purgation of those of those sins so that we can now live in the perfect light of God's love. So wouldn't it be true, Father, that for most of us, uh, as long as we die in a state of grace and friendship with God, we'll probably go to purgatory because when we die, we're not going to be perfect in a perfect right. state of grace. Right. We're not only if you die completely separated from Christ in the state of mortal sin or having just rejected him altogether. If a person lived their life, you know, without a concern or care for God in any way, shape, or form, they just lived for themselves and the world, it's not going to change when they die. They're going to have the same attitude. So it's not so much that God is going to say, well, look at all these things you did. I guess you can't come to heaven. It's not, it's not God's decision in, that, in the strict sense of the word. It's your choice. By the way you live your life, you choose heaven or you choose hell. You choose God or you choose the devil. But most people don't like to, you know, they don't they don't think that what they're doing is so bad that they would go to hell for it. But if you're not doing what God asked you to do, if you're not obeying the commandments or or trying to and and if we even if we do fail, we turn back to God and repent and tell him we're sorry and try to do better. Not just say, I can't do that. It's not, or try to change it and, you know, vote on it and have a democracy in the church. It's not going to happen that way. Can't change the fact that the fifth commandment is the fifth commandment. You shall not kill. That's it. You, and it's, there's no, uh, no way to change that. But we still try. We're very stubborn sometimes. Mm -hmm. I had somebody say to me once that I could not believe that a loving Heavenly Father, a loving God, could send me to hell. And you just answered that question. God doesn't send us to hell of our own free will. If we choose to not live a life with God included, it won't change after we die. Right. And, uh, and some people think, they get the idea, I've heard this, you know, people say, well, I'll, I'll do it like I'm doing it. You know, I'll do it myself. I'll do my own thing. And then when I get old or when I'm dying, I'll change my mind. Chances are that's not going to happen. Because if you're so ingrained with that kind of life, you're not going to feel the need or, or see the, 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 the wisdom of changing. It would, it would all be, if it does happen, it happens by the grace of God. But I don't think that's something that I would want to bet on that I'm going to have that opportunity all of a sudden at the end of my life to 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 make amends. Mm -hmm. It can happen, but it's kind of a not a very smart bet. Well, that's why I like to go to daily Mass, because my bet is that if I go to Mass every day, there's a good chance I'll be in a state of grace. Right. And there's a good chance that if I go every day that one of those days I'm not going to get up the next morning, so... You know, I'm trying to put the yeah. odds in my favor and, and, and be in a state of grace by putting God first 
first thing in the morning. That's why I love morning mass, starting my day that way. And then I have a good day no matter what happens the rest of the day. Right. It's a, it comes down to St. Thomas Aquinas said it's very simple. Do good and avoid evil. That's what we're supposed to do. You know, and evil is very, uh, it's out there. We know it. We can see it. It's not always ugly. It's not always obvious. Evil can come, you know, just like Jesus said, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Evil can look very attractive. That's why so many people can easily fall into it because it looks, it looks compassionate sometimes. It looks sensible, reasonable. Everybody's doing it. And so all these things uh, conspire to make it more appealing. But we have to look at things always in the light of of the Word of God, the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Gospel. That's how we look at things. If if killing somebody is wrong, then regardless of who that person is, if that person is is suffering from a terminal disease, if that person has committed a murder, or it's an unborn child in the womb, all life is valuable. All life is sacred. It's not up to us. It's up to God to decide. God gives and God takes away. So, Well said, Father. Uh, question 147 in the UCAT asks, Why does the Blessed Virgin Mary have such a high place in the communion of saints? Well, because she is the mother of God. You know, she's the mother of Jesus. And so she is the mother of God because Jesus is truly God and man. Mary is the first and foremost disciple she as she said i am the handmaid of the lord be it done to me according to your word so whatever god wanted her to do she was willing to do she didn't need an explanation she didn't need a road map or a schedule she just trusted in god and so she is a wonderful the example for us of another human being who listened to god's word and really and truly trusted and put it into practice. And we can do exactly what Mary did. We have, she was conceived without original sin. That's the Immaculate Conception. But in baptism, original sin is taken away. So our, our, we are filled with grace. And so nobody can make us sin. It's our choice. She chose not to sin. She chose to be faithful to God. And so can we. Pretty simple. So can Mary really help us? Uh, yes, definitely. She is our. She is the queen of heaven and earth. But more than a queen, she is a mother. And Jesus, of course, on the cross, gave her to us. When he said to St. John, Behold your mother. He is giving her to all of us as our mother. That's why we call her the Blessed Mother. And as any mother... She takes care of all her children. She helps so many people. And sometimes we don't even realize it. But she is there. We just, if we ask her to pray for us, she will do that. She will help us. We have, you know, we, we can believe that. Plus the fact that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And if she's the mother of Mary, then she's our mother too. Yeah, she's our. Virtue of the fact that we're children of God and brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Uh, the last question is, do we or should we worship Mary? No, we don't. We don't worship Mary, and we should not worship Mary, because worship is reserved to God alone. He is the Almighty. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He created us. We honor Mary, but we don't worship or adore her. She is worthy of our honor, and the best way to honor Mary is to follow her example, to lead a life of faith just like she did, trusting in the Lord. We give ourselves over to the will of God, to the word of God, and live that out. That's what Mary did. Like I said, she didn't, it didn't, you know, she had to go to Bethlehem when she was almost ready to have a baby. It was a tough journey. Then she had to go to Egypt to get away from Herod. All these things were very difficult. She had to watch her son be crucified. That was a very, very powerful and very sorrowful thing, a very painful thing. But she did all this because of the love of God, because she knew God was in charge here. He was in control. And no matter what she may have to suffer, it will all turn out good. As another priest once said, if she's good enough for Jesus, she's good enough for me. That's right. All righty. We've been listening to Father Joe Labick from Sacred Heart Parish as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And we want to uh, remind you that all of our past Faith with Father shows are archived at livingbreadradio.com. And if you need to find a certain subject of a show, right on the home page in the upper right-hand side is a search box. Just type in the subject that you're looking for, and all of the shows will be listed right there on the page. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry. God bless you. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, Email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.